Hello, hello. You're listening to Power Banking, the podcast for women leaders in male-dominated industries. I'm your host, Jacqueline Swilly. I'm president at ZeroGap.co and the author of Don't Leave Money on the Table, Negotiation Strategies for Women. I'm so excited to hop into today's podcast episode. Negotiation is a conversation, not a battle. I say that and most people think, well, Jacqueline, of course it's a battle. Somebody's going to lose and somebody's going to win. Well, you can think of negotiations like that, but I tend to think of negotiations as a win-win. Both parties can walk away from a deal or a conversation saying, I would do business with her again. Think about it. When you come to the negotiation table, and I'm using table figuratively, but when you come to the negotiation table, it's because both of you have something you want and you have something that you're exchanging for what you want. In my book, Don't Leave Money on the Table, Negotiation Strategies for Women, I go through the framework for that. I'm so thrilled, beyond excited to be in the midst of the launch of my second book, Y'all, when I was growing up in South Louisiana, I did not dream of being an author. I grew up thinking that I would be a lawyer. That's what I wanted to be until my first semester of college. Undergraduate studies, I was taking a political science class, and it was just not my cup of tea. I had excelled in history throughout high school. It was my favorite subject, and I thought... Political science, that's going to be no problem. But turns out I dropped the class and I went to the career services desperate for help saying, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And through this class, I have realized I don't want to do that. Well, hey, I'm using some skills that lawyers use because I negotiate. But I digress on that part. The purpose of me telling you that is I never dreamed of being an author. I never thought that I would write a book, much less two books. How amazing is that? And for anybody out there who's thinking of writing a book or maybe your long-term aspirations have been to write a book, go ahead and do it. If I can do it, you can do it too. And There are so many tools and resources out there that will help you to find your way and navigate yourself to that. I want to talk to you about negotiation is a conversation, not a battle today. I've referenced LATTE before. Now, I created LATTE. It's an acronym and a method to help you set up a proper negotiation strategy. The five points to this acronym is look at the details, anticipate challenges. Think about your walkaway point, talk it through, and evaluate the options. Now inside of the book, I go in much detail on that. And in previous podcast episodes, I've broken down the latte method for you. Today, I want to talk about something a bit further. When we think of this conversation of negotiation, it's really more common than what you think. If you talk to someone and you had a discussion about where you're going to eat or where you will vacation, which movie you're going to watch, 
those are everyday negotiations. You are making a decision on something. And oftentimes we think negotiations are just big, big things. But there are small negotiations that go out that go on throughout the day. I am an auntie. And one thing I know for sure is that my nieces and nephews are excellent negotiators. If I tell them, oh, you can't have candy right now, or you had too much sweets today, they will come back with a reason why they should have it then. My nephew, when he was a bit younger, would tell me, oh, my mom lets me have candy for breakfast. Now, I'm not a parent, but I know for sure my sister is not feeding him candy for breakfast. But that's his way of negotiating. And if you know kids in your life, whether you have them or you've been around them, you know how great kids are at negotiating. And it's not about big things. They're not negotiating a salary, a car, a house, anything like that. It's just the everyday things. So I encourage you to think about the everyday things in your life to begin negotiating. A couple of things that you want to have going into the conversation is the facts. So when we talk about that first step of the latte method, looking at the details, gather as much facts as you can because 80% of your negotiation is going to be the preparation. The more information you have, the better informed decisions you can make. And you want to make the best decision at any moment with the info that you have now what allows you to have that information it's doing the prep doing the research the part that most people want to skip the second part of that is get a deeper understanding once you gather the facts of the scope of what you're discussing so don't think linear here think big picture and sometimes that means you have to dig deep and find open-ended questions that you can ask to yourself and to the person you're negotiating with to help you think of the big picture that's getting the full scope of what you're talking about. Once you gather the facts, you look at the full scope of things. The next thing you want to do is understand who the key players are. Now, a few years back, I made a huge negotiation mistake. Now, when I say huge, it cost me the deal. I'll give you the short version of a long story. I had been negotiating for months, back and forth with the company to do trainings for them. And this was a very big contract, and we would be doing trainings for the initial part of the contract would be one year. So I'd go into the company once a month and conduct a training. Fast forward to the contract. I'm reviewing the documents. There's some language in there that wasn't quite in our verbal conversation. So when I sent a few red lines back and red lines in a contract, it's standard. When I sent those back, the person I had been speaking with called me and said, I have to get this approved. And I didn't know that this would be a big deal, but it was written contract. So I wanted to make sure that as a business owner, I was dotting my I's and crossing my T's. Well, in the moment when he said he had to get it approved, I realized I had not been negotiating with the key person and I made a huge mistake. In any negotiation, you want to speak to the person who makes the final decision or at least have 
them in the loop where you're communicating with them throughout so that you are providing the right information and you're getting the right information back. You don't want to be spending wills. Let me tell you the long story, the short ending to my long story. Once I sent the red lines back, the person who needed to sign off on it, they wanted to start the process all over. This had been many months going back and forth, and I was willing to do it because it was a big contract, but the person that had been my liaison the whole time was just frustrated that I just wouldn't sign it the way it was. And y'all, it was not a great deal in terms of the written contract. What we had discussed verbally was amazing. That's another lesson that not every deal is going to be a great deal and you have to be willing to walk away because if I would have signed my name to an agreement that would have put my business at a disadvantage, that would have put us giving more than what we were being compensated for, I wouldn't have been able to work with other clients and that would have been a huge blow to zero gap. So the next step is know your interests. So we talked about gathering the facts, understanding the scope of what you're discussing, being aware of the key players. Now the fourth thing, knowing your interests. I knew my interests at that phase was to grow Zero Gap to be a larger company. If I would have committed additional time and resources to one company, even though it was a big deal, I wouldn't have been able to work with anyone else and I would not be able to be aware and attend to my interest at the time, which was expanding the business. So in that knowing when to walk away, I talk about that in the third step of latte, which is before you get into the negotiation, think about that walk away point. And you have to refer back to that because like I said, I had a great deal or I'm verbally on the table, but in the written format, it just didn't come through as what we had agreed. Now, When I walked away from that negotiation, I learned a key lesson. And that's you have to know who the decision makers are and they have to be involved in the process. And the next part of that lesson that I learned was if I would go back into a different scenario such as that, and I have done many deals since then, is just reviewing the terms of each party those written terms in advance and that's something that I could have asked for in advance but I didn't lesson learned and I hope you all learn from my lesson as well here's the key negotiation is a conversation not a battle even when the deal was falling apart it never became a battle I still use language like what can we do to make this work have any exceptions ever been made I was looking for opportunities to bridge the gap because at the end of the day we both came to the negotiation table because we had something of mutual benefit that we wanted to exchange i like to think of negotiations as a win-win for everybody how can we both walk away from the negotiation table saying i would do business with her again and because i have that framework every time i go into a negotiation Even when things get tough and it may seem as if they're going to fall apart, I remind myself of why we both came to the table and I think of solutions that could be possibilities to us resolving our whatever impasse that we're at so that it can be a win-win for each party. So I'm again thrilled 
about Don't Leave Money on the Table. I'm in the midst of the launch of that book. I've shared with you some of my insight of negotiation as well as my big negotiation mistake that I made. And trust me, I want all of y'all to learn from that mistake because in that mistake, I truly did leave money on the table. So until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses. And one more thing, if you want to get a copy of that book, head over to Amazon and type in Don't Leave Money on the Table. My name is Jacqueline Twilly. So just look for Don't Leave Money on the Table by Jacqueline Twilly. It is a red cover. I really love the artwork for this book. And order a copy of the book and not just for you, but as I've said in a previous episode, I'm trying to get this book in the hands of 1 million women and I need your help to do that. So buy more than one copy. All right, y'all. And like I said, until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses.